Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. there, and welcome to the premiere episode of Oof! Right in the Childhood. I'm Jen, and this is a podcast where I watch the Disney animated feature films in the order in which they were released and react to them from a modern standpoint. I'm so happy you've joined me for my first ever podcast as I discuss the 1937 masterwork that is Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, or as I call it, the one that started it all. This particular episode will likely be the shortest. Despite Snow White beginning the Disney legacy, it's a little short on story. But, before I get into my observations from this film, I want to start every episode with a little history around the movie we're going to talk about. The Disney Brothers Cartoon Studio was founded by Walt and Roy O. Disney in late 1923. Its name has changed several times over the years, but in its early days it produced short cartoons to be played before other studios' movies. By 1932, Walt Disney Productions had gotten a contract with Technicolor to make their cartoons in color. But, in 1934, Walt decided he'd had enough of playing cartoons before other people's movies, and he announced to his staff that they were going to make the first feature-length animated movie, and it was going to be Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. He acted the whole story out to the staff and estimated the movie would cost the studio $250,000. According to USinflationcalculator.com, $250,000 in 1934 is the equivalent of about $4.8 million today in 2020. That was also 10 times the amount it cost the studio to make one of their silly symphony shorts. Because of all of this... No one else shared Walt's excitement. His wife and his brother tried to dissuade him, and the Hollywood industry referred to the project as Disney's folly. And of course, nothing went to plan. The animators weren't familiar with the techniques they needed for a full-length film with humans as its focus, so they brought in art teachers and instated weekly required art classes. However, the art teachers weren't familiar with animation, so the classes were as difficult for the instructors as they were for the students. Though the overall story was based on the fairy tale by the Brothers Grimm, the actual script went through many changes. 
Disney came up with about 50 potential names for the dwarves, which they pared down over time. Sneezy and Dopey were the last to get their names. The original version of the story was funny and included several gags at the expense of the queen. They intended to follow the original Grimm story, which includes a poisoned comb, dancing skeletons, and the queen trying to marry Prince Charming himself. The animators imagined the queen as fat, batty, cartoon-type, self-satisfied, according to Michael Barrier in Hollywood Cartoons' American Animation at its Golden Age. But despite his original intention to encourage the animators to make gags, Walt eventually decided that the humor made the cartoon less plausible. So, they changed the queen to be more beautiful and stately, and began focusing on Snow White and her animal friends. In the end, the film ended up costing Walt Disney Productions $1.4 million. Actually, because it was the first, it has a very specific price tag, unlike most other films. It actually cost them exactly $1,488,422.74. Adjusted for inflation, that's approximately $26.6 million today. And though now it's pretty normal to have a movie cost $100 million or more, it was virtually unheard of in the 30s. Walt even had to mortgage his house to keep it going. But then the movie was released, and critics loved it. They praised it as art, recommended it for all audiences, young and old, and the 11th Academy Awards, which obviously didn't have an animated feature award just yet, presented Walt with an honorary award for, as they put it, a significant screen innovation which has charmed millions and pioneered great new entertainment field. Shirley Temple, then 10 years old, presented Walt with a normal-sized Oscar with seven smaller Oscars for his achievement. The film was also nominated for Best Musical Score, but it didn't win. By the end of its first theater run, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves had grossed $7.8 million, or $140.4 million today, and that was four times more than any other film in 1938. As of today, with all of its re-releases and home movie sales, it's made over $418 million. There's no way to adjust that for inflation because it's spaced out through the last 83 years, but given that it's been re-released and shown throughout all of those years, you can assume that it's actually made quite a bit more than that. This podcast is sponsored by my patrons on Patreon. I love creating content for you, and becoming a patron on my Patreon helps me cover hosting fees and upgrade the equipment I use while allowing me to minimize ad time and promote small businesses. For as little as $5 a month, you can access an ad-free version of the podcast. For information on my Patreon, visit my website at oofmychildhood.com. If there's one thing the pandemic has taught us, it's how easy it is to get bored sitting at home alone. If you're in need of a new hobby, you should try cross-stitch. But wait! Cross-stitch is that boring craft your grandma did, and all the designs are of teddy bears and flowers, right? Well, you haven't tried Atypical Stitches cross-stitch designs. At Atypical Stitches, every design is created for people who hate boring cross-stitch. From obscenities to sarcasm to nerdy icons, Atypical Stitches has something for the modern-day cross-stitcher. Start your new hobby at atypicalstitches.com today! 
this commentary on the film as I see it now in 2020. My views are not that of the Disney company. But enough about how Snow White came to be. Let's get right into the film. Due to copyright laws, I won't be playing audio clips of the movie. You'll just have to follow along. This movie is only an hour and 23 minutes long. Take a moment, rewatch it. In the Brothers Grimm story, there's a whole bit about how Snow White got her name. In the original, it says, Once upon a time in midwinter, when the snowflakes were falling like feathers from heaven, a queen sat sewing upon her window, which had a frame of black ebony. As she sewed, she looked up at the snow and pricked her finger with the needle. Three drops of blood fell into the snow. The red on white looked so beautiful that she thought to herself, If only I had a child as white as snow, as red as blood, and as black as the wood in this frame. I've heard this retranslated as, If only I had a child whose skin was as white as snow, her lips as red as blood, and her hair as black as the wood in the frame. The problem is, though Disney obviously used that description to design Snow White herself, the script just skips over the whole reason why Snow White has her name and goes straight to an evil queen saying, Gee, she's pretty. I should kill her. Snow sings into a well about wanting to be in love. Research by people smarter than me indicates that she's 14 years old now. And though that is an appropriate age to get all tied up with wanting to be in love, I would like to posit an objection to the rest of the film on that basis. The queen orders her huntsman to kill Snow White, but he can't, so she runs into the woods. This wood scene is genuinely scary. I guess that kids in the 30s had stronger stomachs, or no one really cared if they wet themselves in the theater. But eventually the scary eyes dissipate and some kind animals come out. They show her to a strange house, and of course, she goes in. Why not? As soon as she goes in, Snow is offended by how filthy this place is. I guess she's been working as someone who scrubs flagstones, so she's not used to dust? She looks at these animals and seriously says, You wash the dishes. You clean up the house, I'll sweep. And bless these little animals that just met her, they think, sure, this is an equitable division of labor. Thus begins Whistle While You Work, which is a super fun song. Snow finishes cleaning. She's tired, so she lays down across seven beds, which she assumes are children that live alone. But dwarves come in, and now they're offended by their house being clean. Like, at one point, Grumpy thinks they've been robbed. And I'd like to know if it's common for people to break into houses and clean them until they sparkle. And if so, could someone please send me that burglar? Throughout the film, Doc jumbles his words. And at one point in this scene, he says, Check every crooked fanny. And because I'm 12, I couldn't stop laughing. I had to pause the movie. During this scene, they also reference Jiminy Cricket before he exists. Is this the beginning of Disney Easter eggs? No, it appears that Jiminy Cricket was a fairly common exclamation at that time. So they find this little girl sleeping across their beds, and Grumpy says, Females is full of poison. And as this is not a psychological podcast, I'm going to leave that suitcase alone and not unpack it, but we should probably find a professional. 
Snow tells them what's going on, and they proceed to panic about the queen, and they know a lot about her, and I'm a little confused about why they know so much about the queen. I mean, the residents of England don't know this much about Queen Elizabeth II, and she's been queen a lot longer. Once she gets them all calmed down, Snow tells them that she's cooked and that they need to wash up. The dwarves gather around a water trough that they already owned, and then we discover they are afraid of water. In fact, they have never washed their hands or touched water before, and I want to know why they own a giant water trough, if that's true, and also how. In the morning, the dwarves go off to work, which appears to be mining the largest gems anyone has ever seen. They sing a fun song about it, and then don't come home with the billions of dollars in gems? Where did the gems go? Who is benefiting off their labor? Meanwhile, the queen is planning to trick Snow. She plucks a disguises book off the shelf because she owns that. And I'm not going to recite the spell, but the components are mummy dust, black of night, an old hag's cackle, and a scream of fright. And I really, really want to know the story of getting three of those. Now, we're in the final bits of the movie, and I found after watching a few of these early movies that Disney really lacked denouement, or falling action. So the following all happens within like the last 10 minutes of the movie, or at least it seems. The queen shows up with a basket of poison apples. Snow bites one after being told that it will bring her true love. Spoiler alert, it does! The dwarves find Snow dead, they build her a glass coffin, and immediately a prince appears, kisses her, she wakes up, and they ride off together. I mean, I don't think that the dwarves even got a full cry in, but now Snow and the prince are together and they're going to get married and the end! But before we sign off, I'm going to let you know that according to Google, Prince Florian that's his name, I don't think it's ever said anywhere in the movie, is 31 years old when he takes the 14-year-old Snow White off to be his bride. Oof. Right in the childhood. This episode's cover art is provided by Shasha. You can find more of her art on her Instagram. I linked that over on the show's website at oofmychildhood.com. If you'd like to provide cover art for a future episode, head over to the website. We have a form to submit art as well as the details for what the requirements are. Just click Submit Your Art to have your piece considered for a future episode. Our theme music was composed and played by Sean Rudolph of Let Music Be. For more information on that studio, you can visit their website at letmusic.be or visit my website for an easy link. Transcripts are edited and finalized by Melissa Wilmot. You can find transcripts for each episode on my website, and if you check out my YouTube channel, I have captioned video versions of each episode as they're published. I do my best to provide YouTube videos and transcripts at the same time as the podcast is released, but if this one isn't up yet, you can always check on my website for an update and a link to the appropriate video. Thank you so much for joining me for Oof! Right in the Childhood. I hope you come back to discuss Disney through modern eyes. This podcast is written, recorded, and edited by me. I release a new episode every Monday through Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and many, many other podcatchers. If you liked this episode, please leave a rating and review wherever you're listening to the show. That helps people find the show. Also, join me on social media. You can search for Oof! Right in the Childhood on Facebook or Twitter, and my Twitter handle is OofMyChildhood. 
You can also email me at oofmychildhood at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.